Welcome to issue 139 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. This just in. The Mad Titan, Thanos is on a quest to collect all six Infinity Stones and join them together in his Infinity Gauntlet. If he succeeds, Thanos will have the power to control the universe, or destroy it. His fanatical followers, the Black Order, have pledged their lives to the Titan's cause, and they scour the universe for the only two stones that their master still needs to complete the Gauntlet, the Power Stone and the Reality Stone. One of those followers, Ebony Maw, has discovered that the Power Stone is being kept in a secure vault on nowhere. Now, the Black Order's sorcerer is leading an army of Thanos in a direct assault on the space station. Cosmo and the rest of the Nowhere Corps are doing what they can to defend the station, but they won't last long against Maw without your help. Ebony Maw failed to capture the Power Stone, but in an unexpected twist, it was delivered to Thanos by Loki, the god of mischief. Oh, gasp! The outcast Prince of Asgard also revealed to Thanos that the Reality Stone could be found in Avengers Tower on Earth. The Mad Titan immediately ordered Corvus Glaive and Proxima Midnight, his two most trusted generals, to attack the Avengers and seize the last Infinity Stone. Now it's up Earth's mightiest heroes to protect the stone and their home from the Black Order. The Black Order's assault on Avengers Tower was brutal, but the Avengers stood firm in the defense. The tide of battle turned when the Guardians of the Galaxy arrived to lift the siege. The combined forces of the Guardians and the Avengers was enough to drive back the armies of Thanos. Yet, in the midst of that chaos, the Mad Titan used the Space Stone to teleport directly into Avengers Tower. Once inside, he seized the Reality Stone and teleported back to his enormous spaceship sanctuary. With all six Infinity Stones in his possession, it's only a matter of time before Thanos masters the power of the Infinity Gauntlet and wreaks havoc on the universe. You only have one shot at stopping him before it's too late. Against all odds, Thanos has been defeated and the Infinity Gauntlet wrested from his hand. The combined power of the Guardians of the Galaxy and the Avengers was just enough to save the universe from the Mad Titan. The heroes all breathe a huge sigh of relief, but they have to decide what to do with the Infinity Gauntlet. Tensions rise among the super-powered friends as an impassioned debate breaks out. Before the argument can spiral further out of control, the enigmatic Adam Warlock steps forward to offer his stewardship. His unique connection to the Soul Stone makes him the ideal candidate to safeguard the Gauntlet. The gathered Avengers and Guardians agree to this, and the Gauntlet is entrusted to Warlock's care. Relieved to have the matter settled, the exhausted heroes move to the lounge to eat and celebrate their victory. After they leave, the pathetic figure and poor counterfeit Adam Warlock is replaced by the grinning god of mischief. Loki used his magic arts to impersonate Warlock and fool the heroes into giving him the Infinity Gauntlet. Not that it's that hard. The trickster uses the power of the gauntlet to enact the final part of his plan, to usurp the throne of Asgard from Odin. He casts the Allfather down to Hell, consigning him to the cruel ministrations of Hela, goddess of death. Only the stalwart watchman of Asgard, Heimdall, escapes to bring news of Loki's treachery to Avengers Tower. 
He warns that only Odin has the power to defeat Loki, and insists that the heroes journey into Hell to rescue the Allfather from Hela's grasp. The heroes have defeated Hela and rescued Odin from the dungeons of Hell! But Loki still sits on the throne of Asgard with the Infinity Gauntlet. Heimdall can take you to the Golden Realm, and the Allfather can offer you some protection from Loki's magic. But it is up to you to defeat the trickster god and secure the Infinity Stones. I'm Daniel, and joining me tonight is Steve. Hello. That was fun. <laughs> and speaking of fun, we're also joined by Mike. Hey, Daniel. Hey, Steve. How are hey. you? Um, you know that scene in the first Avengers movie where Loki meets Hulk? I'm. I. Oh, <laughs> I feel like yeah. Loki. <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> oh, I was hoping you were going to say no, you felt but like Hulk. Uh, but I'm sitting down with my best buds and. Things are looking up this evening. And talking, talking nonsense. nonsense. <laughs> talking nonsense. Hey, Steve, I like that Mike has kept that thing that Mustafa used to do whenever you would write out a script. Oh, he just puts in whatever the heck he wants? <laughs> just say whatever he wants, random editorialize. Like, I, I read it word like, for Mustafa, word. You, you would write a script for Mustafa, and he'd say maybe 4% of the words <laughs> in yeah. a script. I, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm easing. So thanks, Mike. I'm, I'm easing into the Mustafa. We're down to like 90% yeah. of the words now. I'm, I'm trying to drop that. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. It's still the majority of what, you know, what's written. So that should be our t-shirt. <laughs> Easing into Mustafa. <laughs> Wait, no, maybe not. What are we doing anyway. today? Um. <laughs> we're going to talk. Well, if you can't figure it out, we're going to talk Mad Titan Shadow campaign. Woo! So what all campaign. that story we read was all the story you get out of the book. So that's it. Should be shouldn't have been new for anyone. So oh, that was from the book. <laughs> well, spoilers if it is. Yeah, it's out of the book. <laughs> um, we're gonna look. Yeah, we're gonna look at all the campaign cards, uh, or at least look through some of them. There's 23 of them. We're gonna talk campaign, what we like, what we don't like, and our overall impressions and thoughts. Um, I love these ones. Yeah. So Mad Titan Shadow came out some time ago. There might be, uh, you know, another box out <laughs> already, and maybe a second <laughs> one almost. But you know, we're doing our thing. Why don't we, you know, go through the style of this campaign first, and then sure. we'll talk sure. each scenario. Uh, what do you think, well, da Daniel? Do you have like a what kind of campaign is this? Like, how are we going to play this campaign in general? Hmm, that's an interesting question. I well, first, I just want to say how much I like it, and I think I like it even more because of the campaign it followed, which I didn't like. Um, but when you, so when you ask a question, like how do we approach a campaign like this? That sounds like the kind of like informed opinion question that you would actually ask Mike. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but I was really like, I appreciate that, you know, thought maybe I could say something, but what, what do you mean by the question? Let me ask you. Oh, I guess my question, question is like, um, what's the style this campaign was written in, right? Like Red Skull. Oh. Okay. Right, like Red Skull had its own thing where you were kind of getting upgrades as you mm -hmm. went. The Guardi mm -hmm. Galaxy's Most Wanted was like you went to the market and you bought what? stuff. This one, this one, I like better because the approach here is is achievement based. Like, hey, do this good thing and you'll get a little reward. Like, it's not about shopping at a store, and it's not like it's 
it's all story driven is sort of how I see it. And so I like Yeah. That. Yeah. It it seems like um it's a little easier maybe or a little more obvious what's happening during the campaign mm-hmm. to your campaign cards. Does that sound about right, Mike? Somewhat. It it depends how much you read ahead because there's a lot of surprises on those double sided cards. Like you don't necessarily oh, yeah. know what it's gonna do when you clear it or flip it. But uh, in turn, yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. But it's all laid out. It's all laid out in front of you during the game. Like it's not like Galaxy's Most Wanted or even Sinister Motives, where you take your rewards after the game is done, then decide this is what I get for the next level. It, it all happens in while you're playing it. Mm. Yeah, I like what you said, Steve. But though, like it's narrative, narratively, it all kind of makes sense. The things that you're getting, you know, and yeah, the campaign log is real basic. Yeah, it just makes this experience of this campaign so smooth. The bookkeeping is not, there's not much of that. And it's, of all of them, it's my favorite campaign. And maybe it's partly because it's, it is more narrative than the others, in my opinion. And then like the beginning and end of it, like it, it moves like a hero's journey. It's really neat. And it's got the, the trick of the box that Thanos is number three. Like Mike, I'm sure we'll say a lot more. Spoiler alert. He like, oh, by the way, spoiler yeah, too late um, for that yeah. on this show. Uh, <laughs> um, why don't we look at the first scenario, and maybe that'll give us a few more details on what we're talking yeah. about. So scenario one is Ebony Maw, right? And we have, you can go back and listen to the Ebony Maw episode. Uh, but for campaign, it's real easy. We're putting out a side scheme, uh, secure the landing pad, and you know it's got some threat on it. Uh, Cosmo and the Nowhere Corps do their best to prevent more Black Order forces from landing on the station, but they need help. And then when you defeat it, you flip it over. And on the back is Cosmo. And on the back is a puppy. This is, is the only scenario where you win a puppy. <laughs> I feel like it's training you. Yeah, flip the scenario. <laughs> Maybe it'll be another puppy. Yeah, yeah there's that. It sort of could trick you into thinking that. Um, I try to go into these blind. Have you guys tried to go into these blind? Play oh, yeah. yeah oh, absolutely. Time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I do all the campaigns with Becky and Andy, and we don't know what's happening. Okay. Like, we just, yeah. <laughs> do you flip over Cosmo? Like, all right. Uh, here's a 2-2 guardian dog that doesn't count against awesome. your ally. Yeah. 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 We were worried because, because we did go in blind. We are like, well, if we... You know what happens if he leaves this game? Will we, will we never see him again? Like I thought he was like a one, a one game, one scenario ally. Oh, but you got that puppy forever. It's great. Yeah, you do. You do get him back. Yeah. Not now, as pet owners yourselves, right? Did you look at the secure the landing pad art and think that at first Cosmo was wearing one of those things that dogs have to wear after they get <laughs> surgery or something like those cones of shame? It does kind of look like that. Right? As soon yeah. as I looked at it, I was like, oh, he had a little ear infection. Uh, not in that one, because I've seen him do similar things in the <laughs> comics. But in the, the Cosmo <laughs> ally art, I totally see it. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. that too. Because yeah. it's yeah. popping out. Yeah, his ears are out. Right. His ears stick out beyond yeah. the helmet thing. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, Which... it's like a cosmonaut suit. It's supposed yeah. to be, right? Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I, sorry. I interrupted. Don't apologize. Yeah. That, that was... was uh, that was important information that we had to talk about. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a great start. Ebony Maw is a wonderful scenario, and it's the only scenario that's, like, normal. You know what I mean by that? No. Like, every every other scenario in this campaign seems to do something a little different. 
Oh, right. It's a pretty right? standard. Well, Ebony Maw is a pretty standard thing, so it's a nice way to ease you into the campaign. But, like, right after this, boom, you're, like, doing something totally different with the two-villain defense thing, and then Thanos introduces us to the Infinity Gauntlet. Like, there's... Right, then Hell has her quest. Everyone, like, Hell is totally new. Hell is, like, a quest one, and then Loki's like, wackadoodle right. with all there's his... five so, different Lokis. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Every Every scenario is different from kind of the usual, which is why I like the collector ones in, in the other campaign. You know, it's just like, it's a little different. Yes, and this is definitely the false sense of security one. Uh, he does have the environments, so maybe for first-time players it might be a little confusing because it does have more rules than your standard game in the whole carpool. But we've played Absorbing Man before, right? That's like true. He's, he's yeah. an environment guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, Ebony Maw with his... Uh... The the doom is coming as as he activates and you're moving removing counters from his yeah. spells. You can just see that four damage on its way. Yeah, and I like that he's not all that difficult. Like it's a gentle start. You get a puppy and easy <laughs> villain. <laughs> um, what else makes this this first one interesting, Steve? Well, campaign wise, we have that security breach side scheme which um, gets shuffled in there. That lasts forever, right? It only follows you into the campaign pool if the attack I know where 1B is completed. So mm. if you let Maw get too far into nowhere, yeah, that'll follow you because uh, that card gets added to the campaign pool. So you don't you don't want Maw to advance this scheme if you want to have a, a sure. better... A better. I don't think it on. follows you everywhere. Um, right. It, I mean, it gets added to the pool, so there's a chance that it will come back to you. Yeah, or it's like it gets added to you in some campaign, some levels, but not others. Same thing with Cosmo way to think about this in the story is you have the guardians doing something and the avengers doing something and these cards are going to follow the guardians so nowhere and thanos and then you're going to have the avengers avengers tower and then hella and then you have i think maybe and then loki everybody's together but that's mm. kind of a difference cool different thing so but yeah i like scenario one it leads delightfully into scenario two i i'm completely blown away with what steve said you're absolutely right yeah it's like there's there's two paths in this I didn't even see that the first mm -hmm. time. That makes so much more sense. Oh yeah, yeah. It helps you kind of like question. Oh well, these. Why don't I get Cosmo in the second one? Well, because Cosmo's up in nowhere. He's not down on Earth. So never mind that uh, he can teleport wherever he wants from nowhere. Tell you this. Tell you this, gentlemen. True. Guarantee that I had Cosmo in the second one. <laughs> just just put him in accidentally. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, possible. Hey, bring the dog. Yeah, we rescued him. Why wouldn't he stay with us? Yeah. Uh, well, because <laughs> scenario two is defend the Avengers Tower. No, Steve. Scenario two is where you get a shawarma. Oh, that's it, right? That's the most important. <laughs> that's all that scenario shawarma. Two yeah, this is where the save the shawarma place is. And <laughs> so you're like, oh, I'm going to save the shawarma place, right? So here's a side scheme. Uh, Black Order soldiers run rampant through the city around Avengers Tower, threatening the hero's favorite restaurant. Yep. So when defeated, it has this cool undefeated. Uh, each player shuffles a copy of Shawarma into their deck. Like, yes! Oh, Shawarma rocks. And then you flip it over, and there's Black Swan on the back. Oh. Uh, so it, she was clearly eating there, right? Yeah, she must have been. Yeah. Right? She was hanging out there. She was like, or just coming in, like, at closing to get a Shawarma. Villain's gotta eat. Villain's gotta eat. She's pretty cool. So here, this is a encounter card we haven't really talked about, but she's a Unique minion, two scheme, two attack, four health per player. So that's cool. She's Black Order. She's elite. Toughness, 
victory two. She engages the first player. So she's going to go after that person and stay with whoever the first player is. And then a force response after Black Swan engages you, discard a card from your hand. Oof. And since she moves to follow the first player, that will trigger every round she's left alive yeah. because yeah. she'll move every round as the first player token moves. I don't understand why Natalie Portman didn't play her in the movie. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Uh, All right. So she's great. Yeah. I don't, I can't recall if we talked about her when we did our Black Order, but she I, does join the Black Order. Actually, I'm having deja vu that I made that same joke then. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I don't think you, well, pro tip defeat Black Swan. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because she will follow you. Yeah. And in the comics, she like joins the Black Order later. So this is kind of interesting. You know, she might join them later based on the timing of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you recall, Black Dwarf has a thing for Proxima Midnight, but he backs off because his brother Corvus Glaive likes her. And eventually Corvus Glaive and Proxima Midnight get married. And Black Dwarf ends up having... Uh, a liking for Black Swan. Really? So there's some more Roman. Yeah. Isn't it some weird more... though when couples have the same first name? Yeah, they, the monogram stuff's a lot easier. Oh, well, I guess. But then you yeah. don't know whose towel is whose. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I get to be Mr. Black. No, I get to be Mr. Black. <laughs> I remember being at a party and meeting a couple, and they were both named Brooke. Ooh. I'm like, interesting. Hmm. Like, I don't know. I feel like I would try to avoid that, but yeah. You know, love's love. Yeah, what are you can do. <laughs> anyway, so Black Swan's great. I love it. I love the and Mike, you were talking about like being tricked by flipping, flipping these side schemes. You're absolutely right. You know, it's like oh sweet, we got shawarma. <laughs> we saved the place. Is it a puppy? What does that get us? A really bad bad guy. And solo that hurts. Yeah. That hurts because mm. yeah, even if you know it's coming, it's like oh crap, I gotta deal with this and then deal with the toughness and then Black Swan and a lot yeah it's a lot yeah and campaign wise you want to defeat black swan like that's for the yeah. better outcome you need black swan defeated yep. um and in the meantime you might be struggling to keep the tower from being blown up mm-hmm. or or you know maybe dying mm-hmm. from proxima and corvus yep. um, and you, you don't want to save you know, the shawarma place like save the save the shawarma place until later because you're hungry that shawarma is useful yeah <laughs> right a three right. resource card, get. right? It has three resource icons on it. Uh, and and I, know, I mean, like, you just want to make sure you say, like, yeah. When do you guys save the shawarma place? Early, mid, as late, fast what? as possible. Yeah, that's what we did too. But we weren't, we also weren't really set up for Black Swan. It's like, oh, right. the first thing we did was save shawarmas. Yep. Because I, I think Andy had looked in the box and seen the shawarma card, and we're like, oh, we need that. <laughs> in like a three-player game, there's only five threat on it. Right, you're like, oh, we could do that. Yeah, yeah. One um, ch- one cheaty justice hero can do that. Yeah, playing it now, I know that pl- Black Swan's coming, so I'll time it. Okay, okay, I don't have any other minions. Let's clear it now, yeah. or have the first player in a multiplayer game clear it so Black Swan comes out, and then Two know, people knowing that somebody else can kill her, or you know, can we do eight damage to her when she comes out? That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Steve, Mike, I can't remember. Does victory matter? In this campaign? Uh, no. Victory No, victory points don't matter. Sending certain cards Sending to the someone victory to display. That, right, because she has does. victory two, which I think is interesting because it really doesn't matter. Right. 
So it could, it could say victory twelve. It could yeah. say victory infinity. It could. It probably should say victory one per player. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I like scenario two. Scenario two is great. The tower defense, the two villains, super cool. Yeah. So wh- one thing too, and it doesn't kick off in Moss, but it'll kick off in this. If you're playing expert campaign, mm. in this one, right? Expert campaign, you're always like your hit points are following you from scenario to scenario, and then you have an opportunity to heal up to full when you start a new scenario. And in this one, the downside of taking the heal is you're going to put an acceleration token on the main scheme. Per per whoever Who, takes whoever the heal. wants to heal, okay. yeah, whoever wants to heal. Um, do you guys play expert campaigns? I no, have usually. Okay. No, yes. I, I like I prefer yeah, I to either. increase the difficulty with modular sets um, or um, sure. standard two. So my, well, okay, hold on. So we have new options too. We have you can play expert difficulty, but standard campaign, or you could play expert campaign and standard difficult. Like there's right because expert campaign has specific specific rules during the campaign, but you don't have to play villain two and villain three with the expert cards and all that kind of thing. Oh, so keep your hit points and right. You could you can play campaign setup that's expert basically right and still play with like the standard difficulty, or you can play expert difficulty with expert campaign. So I've tried to mix and match some of that. The piece of expert campaign I don't like is you can't change your deck. Um, and that was in I, I, that, that part. I don't like, I like to be able to tweak my deck between campaigns yeah, or between scenarios. Um, I don't mind the tracking my health from one to one. And that's kind of interesting, especially if you have a real powerful hero, you know, you're playing like, I don't know, you can take Dr. Strange through this. So why not? give him an, a little bit of a handicap and play expert campaign. But um, yeah, it's a thing. I see. All right. So you have defended the tower or better yet. We've let the tower get damaged, right, Daniel? That's what we did in ours. The tower was that, damaged. That was, I think that was the smartest thing we did. Yeah. Um, so the tower is damaged and we're going to move on to scenario three. What's the scenario three, Mike? Scenario three is Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It does seem. It wrong. does a little bit. Uh, this is the snap. Uh, so there's a lot going on in this, actually. A lot of things that can affect the campaign. So you've got a hack sanctuary's computer is in play. This is a crisis icon, two threat, hinder one per player. In order to defeat Thanos, you must deactivate the ship's many defenses. When defeated, each player searches their deck and discard pile for a card, adds it to their hand, and shuffles their deck. Flip this card over. So this is the. This is stepping up that that side quest again, where now you have to do it. You have uh, it's a crisis icon, so you really can't let this thing hit forever. And this really combos with Thanos' right. main scheme, which, as we talked about, if you complete it, he snaps his fingers and you lose half your deck. Yeah, and that follows with you to the next level, right? Is it the next level or the next two? Where you? Have- uh, so the snap. All right, so we're gonna just move. We'll just jump ahead to the snap. So the snap. If the first stage, 1B, the Infinity Stones completed, we put that in the, the, the campaign log, and immediately you lose half your deck from the game. It's removed from the game. But in the next scenario, half of your deck is put into the discard pile. It's discarded, yeah. Yeah, so you don't lose it completely, but you do start with half of it in the discard pile. Okay. All the key cards could be in the discard pile. You're going to get to an uh, additional encounter card quicker. 
that sort of thing. It it has the same feel of the snap, but it's not brutal where you just lose half your deck and you're like, you yeah, know, whatever. Never never going to be able to get my suit pieces out, so why even bother playing right. that kind of thing? So right, yeah. Okay, so and also uh, like the second scenario and not the first one, when you flip it over, you don't get a puppy dog. No, you what? get you get defensive uh. protocols. Guess what? You did all that scheming. Now you can scheme again. You've accidentally tripped mm. Sanctuary's failsafe program. Two threat, plus two per player. Victory two. Forced interrupt when the player phase end ends. Place a crash counter here. If there are two crash counters here, each player adds one copy of the System Shock obligation card to their hand. Remove this card from the game. So mm. it's not a present. It's a work to not get a punishment. Right. And that goes quickly. Yeah, basically you have the rest of the player phase that you flipped yeah. it on. And one more, yeah. or huh. that system's going to crash. Another pro tip, in a three-player game, don't have the last player attend to this <laughs> um, a little bit. As the aggression player, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> we, we ended up having a turn to deal with this. We did it, but like, but it was everything we did that right. turn. Because I, I think it was our third player who flipped yeah. the card. Well, what were you so scared of? Because we were like, well... Yeah, we're like, let's do this thing because we're going to get something. (laughs) (laughs) And we did. It wasn't a puppy. Yeah, it was not a puppy. Um, I don't know if I've played this where I've had defensive protocols actually trigger. I think we have every campaign I've played in, we have just focused in on it and managed to clear it. I've never had system shock in my game. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, me neither. It's, uh, it's, It's a really nasty card. Do you think it's because, well, here, let me ask you this. So we're trained, like, there we are, we're reading the card. It says Force Interrupt, add System Shock to your hand. And I'm sure most people would go and take a look at that card before they even continue playing, right? And they're like, oh, we don't want that. (laughs) Right? So can you imagine a game where you can't deal with this? Like, how do you get System Shock? Everyone's brought Aggression decks and Hulk to the campaign? Like... I think maybe if you are focused on, if your threat removal is focused on the Infinity Stone main scheme, trying to prevent the snap, um, I guess, but... and you flip this at a bad time or something like that, um, where you're like, oops, and then, right? Because, I mean, there's a crisis out on the Hack the Sanctuary computer. So you got to clear, you have to clear the crisis in order to be able to remove threat from the main scheme to prevent Thanos from snapping sure, the sure. gauntlet. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in a solo game, you got to remove three from Hack the Sanctuary computer, and now there's four more in defensive protocols, but the main scheme is building up threat. Maybe you, maybe he got an advance, so you're like, you have to put all your thwarting into the main scheme, and you're okay. like, well, I just have to let this go? I don't, you know what I mean? I guess. I, I, I can see it affecting a solo player more than a group. I think if you have to choose between letting defensive protocols trigger or letting the main scheme advance and have thing thanos snap i would rather yeah yeah you go for the you let the side scheme fail so yeah but then you miss out on these two victory points oh right yeah okay so daniel what what does system shock why are we so scared well it's because most people have no idea what it does because like you said it's never been in their deck (laughs) yeah no one ever sees it if you are unlucky enough to add system shock to your deck um it is an obligation it, it reads thusly, you cannot choose to discard this card from your hand. While this card is in your hand, it gains 
alter ego action, spend a nerd resource, remove this card from the game. So that's a cool part about it. Like you can't play it. You it's can't taking up a, a slot in your hand, right? It's just, yeah. yeah it's, and like for most heroes, that's bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a lot of heroes don't have nerd resources. That's it. Of the three main resources, I think that's the least used, right? Is that fair to say? Uh, it's all character dependent. Yeah. Sure. But like, are there more nerd heroes than like fighty ones? Well, Justice. He's off nerd resource. Yes. Yeah. Like, like Ironheart, you know, you might be building focus for that. Wasp, Wasp you might be definitely. focused for mental. Yep. Yeah. 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 There's a few that you would focus on it, but then there's other Peter ones Parker. like Thor. Uh, Thor and Iron Man, they want energy, right? They're all energy. Captain yeah. Marvel, yeah. And Bi- anyway. like Miles Morales wants a little bit of everything. So, yeah. Nova probably is all right. Nova's got a lot of wilds. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it can be really bad. Plus, you have that great art of Iron Man just getting electrocuted. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah. I like this whole series of cards because it's all Iron Man failing. <laughs> I really enjoy the art on the defensive protocols where the, the yellow triangle looks like the threat token that they gave yeah, us in the game. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that even in, in, even in his robot helmet, you hear Iron Man oh. going, huh? <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, you don't, you don't want that card. I mean, does it ruin your campaign or no? It's, right. It is what it is. It also can be, well, let me ask you this rules wise. Let's say I have it in my hand. Can Mike go alter ego and spend a nerd and get rid of it for me? I don't think so. It's not a card in play. Yeah. And the cards in your hand belong to you. Yeah. And and typically yeah. Uh, obligations do not follow the same rules as attachments. Like Frozen right. is an attachment where the guy across the table could chisel you out. Obligations are keyed to you and only you alone. And only you. Okay. Yep. That's interesting. Yep. Okay. And I mean, if you don't clear defensive protocols. Not only do you get this in your hand, but it does go into the campaign pool for the rest of the campaign. Right. So it does follow you. Yeah. Um, but in this scenario too, we'll see things like uh, Cosmo comes back. Um, Security breach could come back. Shawarma comes back. Black Swan comes back. So all those cards you've been dealing with, may you may or may not have been dealing with, may or may right. not come back with you. So that's it's kind of a culmination of all that stuff. Cool. Well, Thanos... The Mad Titan is the third villain in this campaign. Insane. Insane. The Twisty Poo, Mike. Oh. Yep. Yep. The Twisty Poo that uh, you've got two more left. And Mike, what's the next one? The next one. Scenario four. <laughs> Hell. <gasps> Ooh. Mike, it's a well, family show. Hella. Hella. Okay. If you want to get Marvel fancy. There is a lot going on in Hella's scenario. More and more and more just keep getting at Oof. it. Uh, summon back gets added into the deck. We've got Norn Stones. We've got to see if Thanos snapped his fingers. We got to retrieve Odin's armor. Where do we start, Steve? Let's start with these Norn Stones. What's a Norn Stone, Daniel? Well, the Norns in Norse mythology were like, they were kind of like the fates from Greek mythology. So like the Norns were these three witches that kind of could see the past, the present and the future. And they okay. sort of knew, they knew everyone's fate. They sort of knew the script for everyone's life. And, you know, the Norse, the Norse people were predestinators. They thought like they were just living out a script. Ah, okay. And the Norns, the Norns, these three 
these three witches, they knew the script for everybody. Okay. So, so how that relates to the campaign and such, I, you know, I'm not sure. But so these stones must be attuned to their power, their magical things associated with these witches. Then sure, okay. maybe you can control it a little bit more if you have them. Okay. Like the the fates in Greek mythology, they had the thread. You know, like they were spinning yeah. yarn, and like one spins it, and like the last one cuts it at the end of someone's life. So it's that idea. So in the myths, I don't think that the Norns have like stones or runes or something that they deal with. It's just right. But as you're saying, they do give you thwart, attack, and defense. Well, of course, <laughs> yes. Three stats, three witches. Off we go. There you go. Um, so okay. it's cool. I, I like it. I, of course, I'm going to like any Norse tie-in, but yeah. All right. So tell us about the side scheme. Well, so the find the Nor- Nornstone side scheme, first off, threat can't be removed from this unless hell is wounded. So we talked a lot about her in the past. So go back to those, those shows. When it is defeated, each player puts a copy of the Nornstone upgrade into play under their control on its setup side. And then you flip that over. Now, what does a Nornstone give you, Steve? I'll tell you. It's an Asgard, an Asgardian artifact, permanent setup. Your hero gets plus one of everything. Thwart, attack, defense. And as a hero action, you can ready your hero and then flip the Nornstone. Hmm. Hmm. What happens when it's flipped? Well, it's still permanent, Mike. And you still get a plus one to everything. And then it's got an alter ego action where you exhaust the Nornstone to heal the damage from your identity. It does not ever flip back. So right. you make that choice to ready your hero. The Nornstone is just now an alter ego kind of plus one to your recovery, really. In That's a appropriate. Sure, it's great. Yeah. Now you want you say, these stones, folks. You say it never flips back, but in the next scenario, well, it'll start on its setup side. Correct. Yes. Yeah. But once you use it, it's it's a one ready, right? Per scenario. Once you get it, and by per scenario, I mean this one and the next. And the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and I forgot to mention that the Nornstones has an acceleration uh, token. And three threat per player. But Steve, when you flip it, some some story, crazy story stuff happens. What is it? Hella was wounded. We clear find the Nornstones and receive the Nornstone upgrade card. We flip find the Nornstones. We've completed a side scheme. So Hella flips back to her mystic side. She's back to mystic. Okay. But we have retrieve Odin's armor. That is the backside of find the Nornstones. So let's read that card and then talk about that. You've rescued Odin, but Hela still holds his armor in a secure vault. Hinder two per player, victory one. Threat cannot be removed from this scheme unless the first player controls Odin. When defeated, heal all damage from Odin and flip him to his king side. Steve, don't you find that flavor text a little misleading? It is. Because we haven't rescued Odin. No, but you have the (laughs) Nornstones, and you said something about telling the future. So Ooh. we merely hear the future of re- we know we're rescuing Odin. Yes. Yeah. And Odin knows we're rescuing him as well because he's the all father. So, yeah, this is like prescient here. Like, oh, yeah, you're going to save Odin <laughs> or something. It, it is misleading for a regular folk who right. can't see right. the future. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You've rescued Odin. I did. <laughs> Not yet. He's still under the main scheme. Yeah. Anyway, 
Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so he's still under the main scheme, which you have to progress through all of Hell's side schemes, right? Defeat Garm and Eggnog and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and then and then you get to... <laughs> Love it. You, you defeat the Hall Mike, of the... So I am. Because <laughs> yeah. you, you can find his armor like about two hours before you find him. Yeah, well, this side scheme right? is out, but you can't. Well, the side scheme's out, and you can't do anything with it because you can't remove threat from it unless you have control of Odin, and you can't get control of Odin until you clear the Hall of Nistran, which is the third side scheme. So you clear the Hall of Nistran, Odin detaches from the main scheme and gets handed over to the first player. Now we can retrieve his armor. But I'm, what I'm saying is, you can find the Norn stones a long time ago, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So like the side scheme is just sitting out there. So thankfully, there's no like acceleration token or something on this side scheme where you can't do anything to it. Oh, right. Right. God, if you imagine that'd be fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be villainous. That, But as we talked about in the Hella episodes, the issues rather, remember how we said that it just needed to be something that pushed you like kept, yep. kept making you want to go forward. If something like this, um, if you got retrieve Odin's armor pretty early in your scenario, if it had an icon on it, hazard or whatever, that would be a push. Oh yeah, yeah, you'd be racing to try to get it. You'd be uh, like, "We got it. We got to get to the hall because this yeah. thing is killing us." Um, yeah, as it is now, it's a completely optional. You do not need to do it. It doesn't hurt you to sit out, like you said. Mm-hmm. You can you can completely ignore it if you want and still beat Hella. Um, but you kind of want to clear it because you want to flip Odin to his king side. Oh, do you? Yeah. King side is pretty potent. Um, and if you retrieve his armor, you add Odin to the campaign pool so you get to have him up against Loki. That's the only way you get to carry him over, too. You have right. to get his armor. And, so. and you really want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, hell is fairly complicated when it comes down to it. So. Yeah. Okay, but there was one other card we added to the campaign um, someone mentioned this summon I mean, this is the best one of the bunch yeah tell us about it it's a Mike. treachery it's peril it's surge it has three boost icons mm-hmm. it had me at hello when revealed search the encounter deck discard pile and set aside area for your nemesis minion and put it into play engage with you shuffle the encounter oh, deck yeah yeah so good and how do we get that in this uh, campaign? You play it, it just shows up. Right? <laughs> you play the campaign. You play campaign and it gets shuffled in. Like it's it's there. It's another it's another shadow of the past, kind of. Shadow of the past light. Yeah. But boy, getting this at the wrong time. Oh yeah. It's, insane. <laughs> yeah. it's so good. So if you're if you're playing, let's say Valkyrie, and this comes up and you go get Enchantress, you also fetch her seduced. Oh yeah. So yeah, you you like half added your nemesis set just off of this card, and then yeah, it's fun. It's like another good way to get her out. So this is a card where um, even if you're not playing campaign or you're playing, I don't know, Sandman or something, and you just want to have a little bit more fun, like just put this one card in the deck just for the heck of it, right? Like just so you see your nemesis more often. All right, but that we have one more scenario, right? The ultimate scenario. And it's Loki. Woo! Loki. 
God of Mischief. back. Yeah, and he's looking to cause trouble. Uh, we didn't see that coming, right? No Loki on the box anywhere, so that was fun. He's in the narrative in the book, of course. Yep. But, yeah, we thought we were fighting Thanos in this one. But it all ended at him. Yeah. So here's some of the setup that we're going to do for Loki. We're going to put the open the dungeon side scheme out. We're going to shuffle summon back in again. So that's in play once more. Shwarma, System Shock. Uh, we're going to check the Infinity Stones. Was our deck snapped? We're going to have to deal, discard half our deck. We're going to get our Northern Stone. And if Odin is in the campaign pool, we get him as a king. So that's cool. So why don't I tell you guys a little bit about... Uh, why don't I read Open the Dungeons? How about sure. that? Please. Open the Dungeons. Sif and the Warriors 3 have been imprisoned by the Usurper Loki. They would be valuable allies if rescued. So it's a side scheme with three threat per player. It has an amplify icon on it. And when defeated, each player chooses one captive ally from the campaign set and puts it into play under their control. Flip this card over. Hmm. All right, before we talk about these uh, so-called heroes or these allies that we get to join us, let's talk <laughs> about the flip. Because okay. this flip is fun. Um, Jormungand. Jormungand is an attachment. He's a dragon trait attached to Loki. Loki gets plus four hit points per player. Forced interrupt when Loki is defeated. Remove this card from the game. And it has an acceleration icon. What are your thoughts, Daniel? I don't get it. I don't get it. Jormungand, the world serpent, is one of the chief antagonists in all of Norse myth. He's like Thor's personal antagonist. I don't get I don't get why he's an attachment. It's not like Is this Loki's so son, child? This is one of Loki and Angerboda's kids. Yeah. Okay. That Odin cast why. into the into the seas, right? Like he is so big that he encircles the world, right? He encircles Midgard. He's that large. Well, okay. I, but so he's Loki's mouth. It's not like Loki ever <laughs> wrote him or anything. Like I don't understand why he's an attachment. It gives him plus four hit points um, per player. I, yeah, I don't get it. Like, like whatever story. Uh, here's my thought. It, here's my thought I mean, on it. Yes, get 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 me over the get me over this hump, Steve. Please. Okay. All right. Have you ever been out with your child and they just latch on to you and you can't get rid of like they're holding on <laughs> your leg, or they got their arms around your waist and they just love you. Oh, daddy, daddy. And then when you get attacked by Iron Man, you turn sideways. So they have to knock your kid off you first, like armor. And then you could fight Iron Man. Wow. That's happened to me a few times. Um, The murder. The murder. Well, yeah, I think you did. You used to murder that. I have older kids, so they don't they don't hang around. Uh, well, when, when they were younger, when they were younger. yeah, yeah, when they were younger. And the acceleration icon is because you just want it over with whatever you're doing because they just won't let go. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing: like, I, I feel like they had a theme opportunity to have these dungeons be like underwater or something, and Jormungand is like the guard. Yeah, or or I don't. I mean, even that's weird in terms of like actual myth. But well, we have to keep in mind too. This is Marvel Asgard. Absolutely. Speaking so there may which, be speaking of which, the captives, these allies, we find like they are Marvel people, not Norse myth people. Okay. Um. So, I mean, Jorgman Gun doesn't even have the Asgard trait. So. 
That's because he didn't live. He didn't live in Asgard. Oh, he didn't. Okay, but mm-hmm. I mean, does Loki have the Asgard trait? You think his child would? Even though, okay, but it's a child that he had with a giant. So, but the Asgardians have that trait because they live in Asgard, right? Okay, all right. I my thought is it could have been maybe an environment card. It's if it's a world serpent, it's too big to be a simple minion. Maybe, so making yeah. it something more abstract okay. Okay. makes more sense. Um, and it could have had all the similar abilities, maybe not the attached to, but you sure. know, when Loki's defeated, it goes away because you know it's no longer interested because Loki's not around or whatever. So, and this keeps some Loki around for a very long time. Yes, it does. So, hmm. all right. Now, Daniel, we were talking about these allies that get rescued. Sure. Give us a little bit of lore on who we're looking at here. No. So when you open the dungeons, you can rescue one of four people, Lady Sif, Fondral, Hogun, and Volstagg. Um, Lady Sif is a Marvel Comics hero, of course, and in the movies. She's also in the myths themselves. Lady Sif is Thor's wife. I'm pretty oh. sure that I've talked about that before. Yep. Um. So she's the real deal. These Fondral, Volstagg, and Hogan, they are known as the Warriors Three in the comics. And do they make an appearance in the movies? Yes. Okay. They are definitely it's, in a bunch of them. Okay. It's Fondral the Charming, Hogan the Grim, and Volstagg the Valiant. Um, they are they're just yeah, Thor's buddies. Like his good friends that he tools around with. I've not ever seen a movie that had them in it. Uh so, they're in the first Thor, right? Um, the first Thor. Yep. Yeah, I didn't. I only saw, I think, Ragnarok and today, Love and Thunder. Oh my God, did I like They that. are in Ragnarok and they face off against Hela and all get slaughtered, right? Oh. Are they named, though? Like, if you didn't know, like, if you didn't see Thor 1, would you know who these people were? I think even if you saw Thor mm. 1, you wouldn't necessarily know who these people were. <laughs> now, all they've right. been in the comics for quite a while, though. Um, yes, they have been in. The Warriors 3 are. Almost they're from the journey. 60s, I think. Yeah. Journey into mystery. Yeah. Number 119, 1965. Yeah. yeah. So Thor needed traveling companions, but tell us about these folks, Steve and Mike, what do we get? Why would we want to rescue these people? All right. I'll tell you about lady Sif. Okay. All right. She's a zero cost LA with two Thor, two attack, three health and one consequential damage on both Asgard captive action. Spend a physical resource ready. Lady Sif. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Was- was ever a maiden faced with a problem such as this? And she's a wild resource. So that's cool. Yep. Best one of the set, right? Right? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. We haven't gotten we'll it. Have to see. Still don't understand why Marvel decided to give her not blonde hair. Because that was a big deal in the myths that she had blonde hair. But anyway. Uh, this is Fandral. He has three thwart, one attack, mm-hmm. three hit points. When he thwarts, he takes two consequential damage, but you can ignore all crisis icons in play. And oh. he's also a wild resource. Okay. Though I hold life most dear, I will answer Loki for what he has done. I like that he can bypass crisis. That's yep. helpful. Three thwart. The double consequential I never can never get behind. You're going to get six thwart out of him. So. Yeah. Or three, or, block. Or three thwart yeah. in a block. Yeah, three in a block. For, for zero cost? That seems all right. I'm comparing him to Lady Sif. Well, I mean, also, remember, these guys, as soon as you save them, go into play under your control. And so, yeah, kind of take the guy you need at the time. I guess. Yeah, and you get 
Yeah, you get to choose. It's not random. Like choose, um, and and there could be a time where that three thwart is huge. Yeah, the fact that you get to choose is a little different than like Taskmaster, um, where you would get like a hero for hire. I think those were random, right? This one you get to pick. So. Yeah, yeah. Hogun, I will tell you about him. Hogun the Grim. He's an ally with one thwart, three attack, and that has uh two consequential damage, three hit points. He's an Asgard and captive. His attacks gain piercing. Loki has gone too far this time. He must be ended. And yet he's got a stupid hat that kind of looks like Loki's. Oh, maybe that's why. That's a stupid hat. Keeps his ears warm. No, the, if it didn't have the horns, it'd be a great hat. I'd want the hat. It's anyway. uh, for us to wear that's our hats, is- to hang our hats when we're done for the day. They <laughs> <laughs> put little candles on it. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's Hogan. What about Volstock? <laughs> the fat Grinch. Yeah, so this is the guy in all the artwork that we've mocked about with the Frozen stuff. Sorry, yeah. artist people who make art and we don't. Well, apparently yeah. it's Bumber. <laughs> oh, it's kind of. Yeah. yeah. And in the comics, he's sort of a clown character. Like, Volstock the Valiant, I think it's an ironic little joke. Like, I think he's sort of a buffoon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we see him in the movies. He's just like constantly eating and drinking. Yeah, so, he, so he's bomber. Bomber. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's uh, a dope. But he's loyal. He's very loyal. Could explain his stats. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, one thwart, one attack, five health. Asgard captive. Retaliate one. Okay. Toughness. Okay. The mighty Volstagg will right these wrongs. Wild resource. And five hit points. Yep. Yeah, with toughness and retaliate. So he's he's a big. I've fella. actually chosen him some games. He makes a lot of sense to choose. Yeah, he's your defender. Hogan's your attacker. Bandrill's your quester. And Lady Seif is your all-arounder. If you're maxing him out, you can get two defenses and three attacks out of the whole stack. If you do it in the right order. Oh, right. Okay. Yep, yep. So, Mike, why do you think Lady Seif is the beans need? Uh, just being able to handle anything. And that writing effect is really nice. And she can do something twice and then get thrown under the bus or do three things. It's just... You can use her three times, whereas with Fandral yeah. and Hogun, maybe not. Yeah, they might be a use their stat once and block yeah. kind of thing, or use their stat twice. Yeah, uh, I mean, the clearing the piercing could be beneficial at the right time, uh, bypassing the crisis. Now, it's all about the time. Yeah, it's all about the timing, and yeah. you know, does does Loki have toughness at the point that you need? You know, that you get that. Sure. Is there a crisis out when you get him? That kind of thing. Well, there it is. And then you beat up Loki. You decide how many times you want to do that. Two times. Two is sufficient. <laughs> yeah, two is sufficient. Two is standard, yeah. Two's good. Um, yeah. So, so you... victory. Loki's defeated and the players win the campaign. Turn the page Woo! to read the epic conclusion. And there's a comic book in the back. Nice. So, uh, and then, of course, if you're playing expert campaign and you lose, then uh, Loki exerts his rule. Over all the universe, and the players lose the campaign. Hey, we win! Win, win, win! What do you guys think of this campaign? I like it. I enjoy it's... this. I have it. It has all the different pieces to it, right? Each one's a little different. Some of them are a real challenge. I've had trouble with Loki plenty. Um, sometimes sure. they're just fun. Like uh, tower defense can just be a lot of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. I like playing up against Maw from time to time. Like I'll test a deck against him because I feel like he gives you a little breathing room to get set up as his spells are going off, ticking down. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Campaign-wise, it's not hard to manage. And for the most part, it's obvious. Do the scheme, kill the minion, get the reward. You don't you don't have to like plot out ahead or oh right. I, I I don't want to end the scenario right now because I haven't cleared all the threat from the main scheme and I haven't killed all the minions, so it's gonna take me three more turns so I can maximize my victory points so I right. can move along the track or I can get the best result. So it can go a little faster than some of those. And I like those campaigns also, don't get me wrong. Um, but this one it's just like, have I got the rewards? Yeah, okay, let's end the game. So that's cool. Yeah, this one is, is very much did you get the rewards? Did you stop the punishments? Whereas later campaigns, or I should say the Boggs campaigns, really, is the better you're doing, the more benefits and penalties you get, and you get them evenly. So it's a good campaign. Yeah, it's a really good campaign. I like it a lot. Yeah, and I think, I think like Daniel said, too, on the heels of Galaxy's Most Wanted, this was amazing! Because <laughs> I, I, <couldn't, laughs> I, I didn't get my, my Asgard handed to me every scenario. <laughs> No, <laughs> that was good. Um, yeah, this was a, an actual playable campaign. Oh, I like Galaxy's um, Most Wanted. I, I know. Galaxy's Most Wanted is a wonderful four scenario yeah. campaign. So, and maybe like it's the campaign you come back to six years later when the card pool is so vast that you can actually tech a little bit more against it. This is my favorite campaign so far. Oh, okay, absolutely. I- High praise. I don't like the Thanos scenario. Like, if I had a, a least favorite scenario, it's Thanos. Um, but even that one is appropriately challenging and kind of, it's cool. The design's cool. I just think it's fiddly. Yeah, well, we know you're not a big fan of the gauntlet. Ah, uh, yeah. No, right. yeah. As, as a player, right? As a villain. Which is weird it, that I like this campaign so much because two of the five have that stupid glove. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, folks can watch us play this campaign out on our YouTube. We've been playing it on Octagon, um, which if you have not been playing, if you play online because you own all the cards and then you need a digital format as well to play on, the Octagon plugin for this is is pretty good. Really Uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like it better than the TTS. It's less, I don't accidentally flip the table over or knock (laughs) things around. (laughs) So. Uh, I feel like it is a little bit easier on the user front. Yeah, they've done a great job updating it. Whoever is in charge of that, and they got a new welcome screen that sort of walks you through loading it. Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, shout out to whoever's doing that. Hey, if you're doing that and you listen to our show, reach out to us. Let us know. We want to give you proper credits. So we absolutely do. And heck, come on the show. Yeah, let's talk. Um, so, Steve, like this box exists in sort of a wave of releases of things like heroes and such, right? Correct. So, who were the heroes of the Mad Titans Shadow uh, series or whatever? What do you call that? Right. Uh, let's, uh, the, the wave. The sure. wave. Yes. Well, who right. We got we got Spectrum and Adam Warlock in our in the box in the campaign okay. box um i like spectrum a lot yeah. yeah we've talked about their nemesis you also got nebula mm. which was pretty cool right as a hero after having her as a, a villain yeah um, she's great war machine was in this wave vision was in this wave and valkyrie was in this wave now valkyrie makes sense yeah we got well we got some avengers who are protecting the tower 
We got okay. some Guardians of the Galaxy who are defending nowhere. And we got some uh, Norse myth as Guardians who are yeah. you know involved with it too. So a little bit of a, kind of a buckshot shotgun approach there. <laughs> it works. <laughs> yeah. It works. Yeah. It makes sense because they're filling out the galaxy cycle. And it was good to see them throw Nebula and Adam Warlock in. Yeah, I agree. And we're, you know, we're going into the whole mutant wave coming up. So this is probably the last time we see any Avengers or Guardians for a while. Because um, the next box after this is Sinister Motives. And that was all like champions Spider- and web warriors. Yeah. Spider people. Yep. Was there a Guardians character or Avengers character you guys were hoping that we would have gotten at this point and we never did? Hmm. Because there's one that I would have liked if we didn't get. Who's that? Falcon. Uh, oh. He's a very interesting character. We have him as an ally, a leadership ally, and that's it, I think. Um, but he's another, like, he's got his suit and his wings and his little drone, and he's a genius in the comics. And uh, I always liked that character, so it could have been an interesting addition as well. Uh, and, it, you know, he's in the MCU movies, so I'm sure there's fans of him that way. Sure. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'm surprised it took this long to get Vision. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like he should have come out with Scarlet Witch, but... You're forgetting the best part! What's that? What, What's Mike? that? What am I forgotten? The hood! Oh, my goodness. The modulars? Oh. Yes, the, the hood. Well, that was this wave, wasn't it? It was, yes. I mean, this, this wave, okay, even the box, the box, the, the Bad Titan Shadow box, and the hood. We just got a candy bag full of modular sets. They're fun. They're all over the place. It's just, what a joyful cycle. We got Enchantress. We've got Frost Giants. You know, we've got uh, yeah, Legions of Hell. Is neat. Legions of Hell. We've got Mr. Hyde and the Wrecking Crew and Streets of Mayhem and the Black Order. <laughs> yes. Sinister Syndicate I like. Um, and I know Daniel doesn't care for, it, but the Infinity Gauntlet that can go on Rhino. Yeah, right? that turns out that's hard, um, Steve. <laughs> that's it does. Really hard. It, yeah, it is. <laughs> this is a great wave. I really like. Mike just said it before. We're in like the golden age, and this is when it started. So, hmm. all right. Well, have we rambled on enough about this campaign? Should, should I think we wrap so. It up? It's a great campaign, folks. I I hope you've played it a bunch and enjoyed it every time. All right. <laughs> Mike, if the people want to. Tell us about their favorite moments in the campaign or what they really appreciated in this wave. How are they going to do that? Why they are going to get on their computers. They're going to sit down at their emails and email us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. Or they can find us, your Critical Encounters on Facebook. Post a message there. Or just, you know, go on YouTube, respond to the comments below and say who you like playing, what your favorite mentions were, your favorite modular sets, your favorite villain wins uh, just search for critical encounters podcast you'll find us and on discord we are vardane big hope and wondering too if you like our show tell your friends if you don't like our show tell your enemies loki take us out i am loki of asgard and i am burdened with glorious purpose